You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Alright, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, CJ Parmesano. Thank you all for joining me this week, and god damn. You know, I, I do this podcast once a week, and I <laughs> the amount of news that has happened since last week's episode is absolutely insane. So... Let's just get right into these big stories. Uh, This big portion of the of the podcast is going to be a lot of news that's been going on in the the world of pro wrestling so far. Uh, Later on, I'll be going over my thoughts on uh, some stuff that happened on NXT and uh, a lot of stuff that happened on AEW. But first, let's get into all these news stories. So, um, where do I even begin? Jesus Christ! Um, I think first and foremost, uh, I'm going to talk about Bray Wyatt being released from WWE on Saturday it was. So we haven't seen Bray Wyatt the Fiend on our television screens, uh, our phones, our iPads, or wherever we watch wrestling. We haven't seen him since WrestleMania uh, 37, night two. We haven't seen the Fiend since then. Night two, WrestleMania 37. We haven't seen Bray Wyatt since the night after WrestleMania on Monday Night Raw. Um... This comes as a bit of a shock, considering you know he's a big, he's a real big, he's he was a real big star for them. He made a lot of money for them in merchandise. Uh, by far, probably like the most creative wrestler in the past fifteen years in Bray Wyatt, and it it's just it's just astonishing how WWE have never really been able to capitalize. On how good this guy is. So uh, the reasoning for it. From what we understand. I think believe via Fightful Select. Saying that it was due to quote. Budget cuts again. Yeah sure. Um, but this. Uh, Ollie Davis on WrestleTalk. I remember watching a video he put out earlier this week. Saying that this doesn't necessarily feel like. Um, I don't know. Like a Buddy Murphy. Where, you know, they weren't really using him that much. Um, This really feels more like a Braun Strowman where, like, he's a big level, like, top. He's one of the top guys there, and he just got dropped. Um, It's it's absolutely insane. Um, uh, Wyatt, for sure, I I was a big big fan of Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, uh, with his... um, you know, with his whole gimmick, you know, from the Eater of Worlds, the Wyatt family, all this stuff, and so many wrestlers have poured out for him, you know, over, over the past week or so. But one tweet that comes out very uh, interesting from Monday Night Raw, it happened during Raw, and it came from Ronda Rousey. It says, I've seen you same quote fans chanting hashtag we want Wyatt last night. Chanting, uh, so, sorry, we want Wyatt last night. Chanting hashtag we want beach balls over Bray Wyatt performing. If you 
if the WWE treated him like he was expendable, it was because you ungrateful idiots did it first. Um, definitely trying to work us here. Um, I really don't know what Ronda's trying to do here. Uh, probably trying to work us. Um, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think we all love Bray Wyatt. In fact, during Raw on Monday, fans were chanting, we want Wyatt during the, uh, segment between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, Goldberg's son and MVP. Um, it's just a damn shame, man. It's a really, really damn shame. You know, I, um, I just, I'm at a loss for words. Bray Wyatt is just a really, really amazing, fantastic performer and he has the most brilliant mind of any. I think probably the most brilliant, most creative wrestler we've seen in, in like I said, in the past 15 years. And I don't know where he goes from here. Um, I mean, a natural thing we think of is AEW. Um, he's a really creative guy, which, you know, we see Malachi Black, also a very creative guy. Like I listened to the Talk is Jericho podcast that happened this past Wednesday where he had Malachi Black, uh, former the former Aleister Black in WWE. And it just, you just hear how creative he is and how he just, he is just so in depth and wants to create with his character. And Wyatt is very similar. And I, I think, you know, Bray Wyatt could really do well uh, in AEW. Or now I think the cult, the cult of Wyndham, I think he put something on Twitter recently. Um, I fully expect him to go to AEW once his 90 day no compete clause is, uh, is up. And I just, Again, I'm just I'm, I'm such at a loss for words, man. He he is so he's so fucking good. The fiend is like, I, I think the fiend is the character is like one of the, the debut itself is one of the most amazing re-debuts of a character I've ever seen, and it just <laughs> went all downhill from there. I mean, we got the the squash match with Bray uh, with uh, with Finn Balor, and then we got the Firefly Funhouse with John Cena, and then it just poof, gone, like no more. Um, wherever he goes, I know he'll thrive. I know he'll do great, and I know he'll prove to the company that you definitely fucked up on this one because the guy is absolute money. He's an absolute star. A guy who, when we first came in, thought he he's the second coming of the Undertaker. But evidently not with how WWE finds these, uh, uh, sees his character, I guess. I don't know. So uh, some other things that happened on Raw is that the fans hijacked the whole show, chanting things like, we want Wyatt, like we heard before, Uh, CM Punk. Um, Raw was a whole lot of nothing. Um, (laughs) uh, Apparently Raw, they, they, they botched something where they piped in cheers for Drew McIntyre and you hear Michael Cole going, the 16-time world champion, presumably talking about John Cena. Um, that was very funny. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, when you're going to Chicago and when guys like Daniel Bryan, uh, Bryan Danielson, I should say, uh, and CM Punk are rumored to be coming to AEW, and you start doing this shit, like, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. Or you, if you if you're a wrestling show and you're going to Chicago, you cannot expect, you can't expect the crowd not to chant for CM Punk. Um, I really didn't pay attention too much what happened on Raw this week. I all I know is that they chanted CM Punk during when shit was boring. So usually that's the thing to do these days, as it's been for years and years. 
ever since Punk stopped wrestling. So uh, going into a few other things that happened this week in the news, uh, I guess we should talk about uh, the two world title matches being made for SummerSlam official. Uh, John Cena versus Roman Reigns made official for SummerSlam on this past Friday, uh, last week's SmackDown, and Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley was made official for uh, SummerSlam this past Monday. Um, one of these matches I'm extremely excited for. The other I could give two fucks about. You can only imagine which one I am talking about if you've listened to this podcast before. Um, I thought it uh, the, the segment how they made Cena versus Reigns official, I liked it. I didn't like it. I liked and didn't like it all at the same time. I liked it because I did like the back and forth between Balor and Roman Reigns. Um, uh, Corbin comes in. I've you know Corbin's character has been pretty funny as of late. Um, tries to steal the contract and then Cena takes it away from him and he steals it from Balor. Presumably, I mean, Balor and Corbin are now going to have a match on SmackDown as of tonight, as the day of this podcast is released. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, you really couldn't have thought of anything else better for Finn Balor. I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, Corbin's not bad. It's just, I'm just, I just want more for Finn Balor. Um, anyway, so uh, I'm excited for Cena versus Reigns. It's going to be a really great match. Goldberg versus Lashley could be really good, but I'm not looking forward to it, man. I, I don't like Goldberg. I don't like when he comes in and gets these fucking championship matches, and he's a part-timer. It's like, look, I mean, we hope he doesn't fucking win. We really hope he doesn't, but you never know these days. I mean, we all thought The Fiend was fine, and then there you go. Fucking loses universal title, and then a year later gets released. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, just I'm just not into Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. I just want I really want Lashley to fucking destroy Goldberg and squash him. Um, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. We'll have to wait and see. Um, speaking of SummerSlam, there are concerns from WWE as far as uh, how the show will take place. So uh, Summer uh, WWE have been preparing for uh, potent- a potential return to the Thunderdome. Or the Performance Center and SummerSlam possibly being along with that. Um, this is due to the rising cases of the coronavirus of the Delta variant. Um, this is uh, just getting real worldy just for a second. At least in here in the net in the United States, the Delta variant is what makes up eighty three percent over eighty percent eighty three percent I believe of all cases in the United States um, and. Nevada has been having a lot of cases rise in hospitalization, I believe. Almost the entire South is like that too. Um, uh, it's it's just the the arena for SummerSlam has uh, made an official announcement saying that all uh, people inside the arena uh, for must be wear a face covering regardless of vaccination status or not. That being the fans in attendance uh and the workers inside so yeah it's uh it's getting fucking crazy with this delta variant man uh just my two cents uh get vaccinated because that is really how this shit is gonna slow down it's that's how this this virus is gonna slow down that's how this virus is gonna stop mutating at a rapid pace uh, it's, it's because those who aren't vaccinated, um, that is my two cents about this.
So you agree, you disagree, doesn't matter. That's the reason why this shit is happening. That's why WWE is concerned, and AEW showed some concerns too because we don't. I mean, I'm looking at like all these shows that are coming out, not just for wrestling shows, but also you know I'm a big. Obviously, is if you, those of you listen to this podcast, I'm in a band and I play guitar and and I sing in the band and we're starting to record music and hopefully play shows. And then some of my favorite bands like Breaking Benjamin and Tremonti are coming out and they're releasing tour dates. And I'm like, well, is my show going to be canceled? Or uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and also with you know uh, me, Sean and Stiggy and our buddy. Our buddy Stiggy and and, uh, and Nate, uh, former guest of the podcast, you know we uh, we were supposed to be going to AEW in September, and this show was rescheduled all the way back from March of last year. So we just gotta wait and see, man. Look, you want shit to you want normal life to come back. You want shit to go back to the way things were. The at the very least, the closest to it. The more people get vaccinated, the more we we don't have to worry about this shit anymore. So that's all I'm gonna say about that because. I don't want SummerSlam to be uh, back in the Thunderdome. I don't want the fucking Thunderdome again. It's Thunderdome fucking sucked. I just want real fans back in attendance, and, and and I've been enjoying that real fans are back. So we will see. We will see. So we have a couple more wrestlers in the WWE right now whose uh, contracts are going to be expiring soon. Uh. Recently, as of today of the time of this recording, Pete Dunne's contract is going to be re- expiring soon in NXT. Apparently, it's a similar, si- similar situation to the other wrestler whose contract is expiring soon, Adam Cole. Bay bay. <laughs> um, so, uh, the st- uh, there's no detail as to exactly when Dunne's contract is going to expire, but it, it, apparently it is said to expire sometime after SummerSlam. Um, <laughs> I don't know how they let this happen again. And by again, I'll explain in just a moment. Okay, so Adam Cole's contract. The story with Adam Cole is that WWE officials thought his contract was going to be um, was going to be up in uh, December of this year, but apparently, according to Sean Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, first of all, I gotta say Sean Ross Sapp has been on a fucking roll the past couple uh, past year and a half or so, breaking all these news stories. Um, it says here, Adam Cole was not officially been offered a new WWE contract, despite words of the previous one expiring leak at the un- end of July, per Sean Rassab Fightful. Um, so Adam Cole's contract, apparently, if WWE thought he was going to be released in, uh, uh, not released, but he was, his contract was going to expire in December. Apparently, his contract expired uh, after the Great American Bash, and it led to the firing of Canyon Seaman. Uh, Canyon Seaman apparently was the one... Uh, holding on to that kind of stuff. They realized, and then both parties decided to sign a, a short-term extension until uh, SummerSlam, after SummerSlam this uh, this coming uh, end of the month of August. So, uh, Cole has been working uh, with NXT for a while. It appears him and Kyle O'Reilly are going to have one more match, and I assume it's going to happen at NXT TakeOver 36. Uh, and we see that we've seen reports saying that Cole's been offered multiple WWE contracts, and he's all turned them all down. Uh, some people, uh, Sean Rossap claims that he hasn't been offered a, 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 a an actual deal yet. Um, but I just gotta say, I don't know how you let that happen. I don't know how you let Adam Cole's like your top like. like 
without a doubt in my mind, your best guy on the roster, your best wrestler, your top guy in your promotion in NXT, to just slip through the clack, slip through the cracks like that. I mean, let let's just ponder for a few moments. Let's just let's just think about this for a second. Adam Cole could potentially go to AEW. He could. Adam Cole could stay with NXT. Adam Cole could go to the main roster. I even put a poll up on our Twitter page, at TNAWP, uh, as to what you guys think and where you think Adam Cole is going to end up in the near future. So let me just pull that up real quickly. I asked you guys, where do you think Adam Cole is going to go in his uh, immediate wrestling future? Uh, I have the options here. As sorry, it says, where do you see Adam Cole going with his wrestling career in the near future? Yes, I have the options of Ring of Honor, AEW, goes to the main roster, stays with NXT. Uh, so far, nobody voted for Ring of Honor. I don't think he'd go to Ring of, Ring of Honor either. He's done his time there, and I think he'd probably ask for a pretty high uh, price for his uh, for his time there. Fifteen uh, percent of the vote, you guys said, stays with NXT. Twenty percent says goes to the main roster. Sixty-five percent says AEW. Now. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a lock that Adam Cole is going to leave WWE and go to AEW. Um, there is he has there's very good reasons and claims as to why he would go to AEW. Uh, the most obvious is his girlfriend, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, she is over there. She is the women's champion over in AEW, and it would be a good way for them to see each other more often to go to work every day with each other. Um, also he's best friends with the young bucks and Kenny Omega, and he has a lot of friends over there in AEW, um, that he's wrestled all over the world with in the Indies and, you know, PWG, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Um, so Cole would be a natural fit over there in AEW. And I look at, if I'm Adam Cole, I'm thinking this. Okay, so what have I done here in WWE, in NXT? Okay, so they gave me this faction with three of my real-life best friends. They made me the first-ever North American champion, the first-ever champion in the, in, the, in the promotion's history of the North American cha- uh, title. I'm a former tag team champion with, uh, with the Freebird rule. I'm the longest-reigning NXT champion of all time. I've had classic matches against Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black, Ricochet, uh, the War Games matches, Pete Dunne. I got to wrestle Daniel Bryan on the main roster. Uh, you know, he. Uh, I have done just about everything. Classic matches with Johnny Gargano. I've done everything there is to do in NXT. Now, there's really only two options for Adam Cole. Adam Cole can, one, go to the main roster... Uh, and pretty much kind of have a set ceiling. Because as we've seen in recent memory with NXT call-ups, it's not been good. Keith Lee last year had a decent start with his main roster call-up, and then Keith Lee just kind of didn't really do anything. He did fuck all Keith Lee. And that's unfortunate because I love Keith Lee, and the guy was having some of the best wrestling matches of the year in NXT against Dominic Dijakovic. And he had that breakout performance in the Royal Rumble and in Survivor Series in 2019. 
uh, Rumble of 2020, I should say. And Keith Lee, just he's just he's he's it, man. He's everything. And WWE have done like literally nothing with him to make me to make me even fucking care. And that's sad because I love Keith Lee. He's amazing. And then we look at Karrion Cross, the guy who just who just a few weeks ago lost to Jeff Hardy. Who Jeff Hardy may be a legend. I love Jeff Hardy, but he's been booked like a jobber for the past year and a half. And he cheats to beat Karrion Cross. Now apparently the report has come out that he was gonna, you know, Cross is gonna lose again to Hardy. Eh. But then he was gonna go absolutely fucking psycho on Hardy because of Scarlet. Um, maybe that would be a long-term story being told. I'm not sure if I talked about it last week on the podcast. But I will say this. Why don't you just bring them up together and establish them as a great act? Why do I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. And also how WWE, they like to, to have this thing of like, like they pretend that NXT doesn't exist. I mean, it's, they, it's in your company. NXT it's like they have the WWE logo plastered everywhere. So I'm supposed to sit here as a wrestling fan who watches NXT, who knows about these wrestlers. I'm supposed to sit here and pretend like I don't know Karrion Cross, and that NXT is separate from the main roster, and he's the NXT champion wearing the belt, and I'm supposed to pretend like, oh, I don't, oh, who is this guy? I know exactly who this fucking guy is. I've been watching him down NXT for the past fucking year. And then you come in, and then you squash him. To, to Jeff Hardy. So, I mean... And then the following week, he has a match with Keith Lee, which doesn't really do much. And it just... it's I don't know. I, I just... I don't get it, man. I really don't fucking get it with the, these NXT call-ups like initially right away. So... Adam Cole... Getting back to Adam Cole, he... I, I've, all, I, I've said, like, you know... All these guys who I'm like, oh, it's it, you can't possibly fuck up, like you can't possibly fuck up Aleister Black. They did. You can't possibly uh, uh, fuck up, uh, you know. <laughs> you can't possibly fuck up Finn Balor. They 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 have at certain points. You know, uh, <laughs> you can't possibly fuck up Roman Reigns. You did for a little bit. You redeemed yourselves, but you did. You know, you just, it's like, you can't, you can't, uh, it's, it, the list goes on and on and on and on, you know, of all these different guys. I mean, oh, you can't fuck up Rusev. You fucked up Rusev. Uh, it, it's just, it's so insane. I'm like, so Adam Cole is just, he's, you look at Cole, he is amazing on the, on the mic, amazing in the ring. Oozes charisma for days, and I just think the one problem he has is that he's not a bigger guy. I think that's his main problem, and it's not a problem because I think Adam Cole should be a bigger guy. I I think you should have variety in wrestling. I don't. I think you should have bigger guys, smaller guys, average size guys, because to me it doesn't matter about the size of the wrestler to me it matters about how they can work in the ring how they can draw my attention and Adam Cole has drawn my attention since day one and I think his biggest problem on the main roster will be Vince will see hmm, solid in the ring solid on the mic really really good uh he's just a bit too small that's my fear for Adam Cole on the main roster out of all the guys in the undisputed era I say like Adam Cole has the highest ceiling I said this years ago 
that all those guys in the Undisputed Era, they can make, like, you know, guys like Cole can be a top guy. Kyle O'Reilly can be a top guy. Roderick Strong, I said, can be upper mid-card at best. And Bobby Fish, I'm sorry, Bobby, I love you, but I don't think he'd do well in the main roster. And again, it's not because these guys aren't talented and these guys aren't great in the ring, because all of them are. It's just Cole is a guy who clearly they have a lot of stock in. It's just, but we've seen this so many times in NXT call-ups. So my overall point is, I don't think Adam Cole should stay in WWE. Because the only thing left for him to do is to go to the main roster, and I'm afraid they're going to fuck him up. And I, I said a while ago, you know, on, on a top 10 Edge dream, dream match list, that I, I had Adam Cole in that list. And yeah, I would love to see Edge versus Adam Cole. But I don't have the faith in the main roster booking of WWE to make Adam Cole feel like a star. I trust Adam Cole. And I trust that he has everything in, in every fiber of his being. That he can be a top guy. That he can carry WWE. And I, I truly believe that with, like, with him and his talent alone. But at the same time, you need the machine to get behind you. And if they're not behind you, then it's not going to fucking matter. I don't know. Unless he pulls a CM Punk or Daniel Bryan. Somehow the fans just undeniably will not stop cheering for him. Or whatever. It, it, I don't know how it's going to work. So the other option is AEW. You look at the cross the pond. I was thinking about this too. I was texting with Sean. He's really one that kind of convinced me here. He's like, really like the, the whole main roster thing and really the matches he could have. So you think? So think about this for a few minutes, all right? So Adam Cole has wrestled just about everybody there is in NXT. We really don't want to see him do much else because he's... Before he gets too stale, we don't want that. So Adam Cole, he wrestled Daniel Bryan as the NXT champion. He uh, he's wrestled. Uh, I, I think he wrestled Seth Rollins for a bit on Raw, but did I think it might have ended in no contest. I don't remember when Survivor Series time. So if I'm looking at main roster matches for me for Adam Cole, uh, I mean for sure uh, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, John Cena, Edge. Drew McIntyre, even though they've had wrestled before, but you know where they are now would be good. Um, who else we got up there? Um, AJ Styles, they've wrestled before, but still love to see that. Uh, Kevin Owens, again, history there. Uh, would love to see him against Nakamura. Uh, Adam Cole versus Cesaro. Uh, Adam Cole versus Big E. Uh, just thinking here, who else is on main roster WWE? Um, it's, it's it's my mind is like blank in here, so I'll have to pull up the WWE uh, roster real quickly as to who else I could see Adam Cole uh, wrestle with. I mean, I guess Bobby Lashley, maybe maybe Sheamus. Um, we've seen him wrestle guys like uh, like uh, Tyler Bate and uh, Walter before. Uh, I guess on the Raw side, I mean Adam Cole versus Brock Lesnar. I'd be afraid, but it would be interesting matchup. Um, we've seen him wrestle Keith Lee, uh, Kofi would be all right. Randy would be really cool. Randy Orton. Um, yeah, that's the, the raw side of things. I'd like to see Adam Cole have a match. Uh, and then on the SmackDown side of things, you know, there's Apollo Crews. You know, we said Biggie Cesaro, Chad Gable would be great. Um, uh, Ray Mysterio would be cool. We've seen Kevin Owens again, the history there. Uh, we uh, that's that's really it. I mean, the roster is getting thinner, and it's like I I just don't understand it. 
So the match quality over and, and John Morrison, I see here. John Morrison actually versus Adam Cole would be really cool. I don't know if they've ever faced each other before. Um, but yeah, and then <laughs> I don't need to look up the AEW roster, but already the the matches that I want to see Adam Cole have is by far so much more than the matches I want to see him ha- in Adam. Uh, sorry, the matches I want to see have Adam Cole have in AEW are more than the matches I want to see him have in WWE immediately. Adam Cole versus Hangman Page. Adam Cole versus Miro. Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. Adam Cole versus Pentagon Jr. Adam Cole versus Malachi Black. You've seen it before, but it'd be great to do it again. Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy. Adam Cole versus Pac. Ray Phoenix. Sammy Guevara. Sting. MJF. Uh, you know, uh, Pretty Ricky Starks. Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, MJF. Get, get him get him in there with a tag team and have him face against the Young Bucks. Maybe John Moxley. Adam Cole versus John Moxley. Jungle Boy. John Silver. Kenny Omega. I mean, for fuck's sake, Kenny Omega, they were building that match a few years back when he was getting ready to leave WWE. They never had the match in Ring of Honor in New Japan, which boggles my fucking mind. Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole is a dream match. And then we got Eddie Kingston. Got Darby Darby Allen. You can't tell me you don't want to see Eddie Kingston. Uh, sorry. You don't want to see Adam Cole versus Darby Allen. Or Christian Cage. And then another big one. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is a huge, huge dream match for Adam Cole. Adam Cole's a big fan of Chris Jericho growing up. And then we look at who's potentially coming in. Brian Danielson. They wrestled each other before, but imagine being on AEW stage. And then ponder this. The biggest dream match, I think by far, of Adam Cole's entire life that could possibly happen, CM. Punk. CM Punk is a huge influence on Adam Cole. One of the many wrestlers who made him want to be a wrestler. If I remember correctly, I think his big influence are Steve Austin, Eddie Guerrero, CM Punk, and Chris Jericho. If I'm if I'm not mistaken. If if I am, let me know. But you can see how he takes so much from those wrestlers. And CM Punk could happen. Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole could happen. So, if I'm Adam Cole, not only can I creatively do more in AEW, not only can I be with my girlfriend, not only can I potentially have the biggest matches of my entire life in this company, it's it's just incredible. And that's not even including the wrestlers who are coming over here from New Japan and Impact. How about Adam Cole versus Jay White? How about Adam Cole versus Will Ospreay one day? I'm not sure if they faced off against each other, but it'll be nice to see them once Ospreay is is, uh, is healed up. How about Adam Cole versus Carl Anderson? I'm a big fan of, of Machine Gun K, uh, Carl Anderson, so it would just be nice for me to see, you know? Um, Rich Swan? Hmm? Rich Swan, that'd be nice. Okada? Naito? Ibushi? Shingo Takagi? Like, Adam Cole can 
have the run of his career in AEW. So my thing is, he should just go there. Because he'll have a much better time. He will, I think, creatively, creatively he'll be satisfied there rather than WWE. We won't know what's going to happen with the future of Adam Cole until after SummerSlam. Presumably, the, the stipulation of Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole is probably going to be a loser leaves NXT match. And uh, it just it that makes the most sense there. Whether he's leaving the company or he is staying, probably gonna be loser versus leaves. Uh, loser leaves NXT match. Uh just it's just insane, man. It's absolutely insane. Um. Oh yeah, and, and Ric Flair got released as well. Didn't see this coming. Uh, the the whole fucking story is crazy with that. I, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Um. Yeah, I just it's 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 absolutely amazing what is going on in in pro wrestling right now. So I guess I will get into a few of the things that involve AEW. Uh, Ruby Shoho uh, apparently is reported to be going to AEW very soon. Her 90-day no-compete clause will happen, in the, I believe, towards the end of this month. And she could potentially show up in at All Out in the Casino Battle Royal. Uh, I mentioned how Ru- the former Ruby Riot, now Ruby Shoho, would be a really, really great addition to the women's roster in AEW. Um... She could definitely be a top contender against Britt Baker, or I like. To, I I mean, I would love to see Ruby Shoho versus Britt Baker, but the the match that comes to mind immediately for me for Ruby Shoho is uh, Thunder Rosa. I think her and Thunder Rosa would have a really great series of matches and a really great chemistry. I think um, it would be really good to see them lock lock horns and everything. But um, I think Ruby Shoho would be great to AEW. Because that women's division needs women like her, and she could really, really elevate it to the next level. Um, I guess we'll talk about a few of the things that happened this week on AEW and NXT. Uh, real quickly, I'll go into things that NXT that I uh, that po- that pointed out to me. Um, I'll say that uh, Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez has really been really well done. I mean, the week prior, she said, as long as you are NXT champion, as long as I have your back, and you will always be NXT champion. And Dakota Kai tells that she's the reason why Raquel Gonzalez is NXT champion and how there should be nothing. And it was one of those things where, the, the for the first time in years, the heel's point actually makes sense, and their, their actions are justified. So I'm really... I'm really looking forward to their match at TakeOver. Uh, I don't think Raquel Gonzalez will win, but I, I do think it'll be a great match. I mean, Dakota Kai deserves to be NXT Women's Champion. I think she should have been NXT Women's Champion a long time ago. But for now, this is still a big spot. They really they really uh, rely on her for in the com- in the brand, so I'm looking forward to the match. Um, Oni Lorcan, Pete Dunne, and Ridge Holland... Uh, Really, I think could be a really uh, could be the faction that we really should have gotten when Pat McAfee was around. Um, 
it's definitely a very interesting group of guys thrown together. Um, I like that we could possibly get Pete Dunn versus Tommaso Ciampa at NXT TakeOver 36. Uh, the feud between Legado of Del Fantasma and uh, Hit Row is going well. Uh, however, don't beat Hit Row. Uh, they should win. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. Uh, they try to fight, but security holds him back, and Joe takes out all the security. Fucking my boy, Samoa Joe. Um, one thing that's v- that's very odd to me, one thing that's very, very odd to me is this segment between... Io Shirai and Zoe Stark where they go out for sushi and they're supposed to be the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions which they are and Zoe Stark like is being very like I don't know what any other way to describe this as but being a Karen you know she um, she's being very rude Uh, she's you know Saying some uh, inappropriate things, she uh, Eo speaks Japanese to the Japanese waitress uh, to order, and and Raquel's just like, "Oh, you guys know each other?" And they're like, "No." Like, "Oh, you, you must not speak English very well because you're not from from Japan." And the girl's like, "No, I'm from Kansas." <laughs> like, uh, Eo, uh, you know, Zoe, she is. <laughs> Uh, th- here's the exact quote I have here. Um, Io and the waitress speak fluent Japanese to each other. Says, "Oh, you're from Japan too, right?" Says, "No, I'm from Kansas." I, I don't know, man. I-, I don't. I don't. I don't know how I feel about this. It- Am I supposed to like not like Zoe Stark from this? Because the way they built things up, I'm. I thought I was supposed to like Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Io Shirai, I like. I. I. I, I really don't know. I. I just. It- this baffles me. So th- that was bad. That was very, very bad. I, and I really have good things to say about NXT. Um, Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis had the uh, love her or leave her match. Gargano wins, and then Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell just get together anyway. And Indy, Indy Hartwell kick, kisses and is making out with Dex, Dexter Loomis. Um, all I want to say, I, I like the storyline between Indy and Dexter. I don't mind it. I think it's good. Um, but you kind of just undermined your entire match by having um you just kind of undermine your entire match stipulation by having in uh in the in index getting together now uh so i don't know i i guess we'll i guess we'll see i don't know uh, nxt has kind of fallen on a very a slow word slow downward spiral for a long time now but to wrap things up with the podcast for this episode, we will be talking about AEW, all the cool shit that's been going on AEW. Okay, so the first Labor of Jericho, sorry, the third Labor of Jericho opens up the show with Juventud Guerrera taking on Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho had won, with, uh, he beat Juventud Guerrera with, over the top rope with the Judas Effect elbow. After the match, Wardlow attacks both of them. MJF announces Jericho must face Wardlow in the fourth labor of Jericho, and MJF will be the special guest referee. This was a good match. It was fun. Uh, I, I loved the Judas Effect elbow that first of all, he hits him on the ground. Then he does a spinning Judas Effect elbow from the top rope uh, or, or middle turnbuck, whatever it was, 
and wins the match because the stipulation was Chris Jericho had to win the match, had to hit a move on the top rope in order to win the match per MJF stipulation. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, the fourth labor is a bit of a letdown, um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see how things go with that. Um, I, we're definitely going to be getting our Chris Jericho versus MJF match all out, um, which I still think MJF is probably going to win. I think all this leads to building MJF as a top heel, as a uh, as a top guy, and Jericho, I think, has no problem putting him over in this feud. Um, next thing that happened is that Hangman Page apologized to the Dark Order for losing last week and tells them that he must face Elian alone. Hangman says, unfortunately, they need to go their separate ways, and the Dark Order don't want to do this, but Evil Uno, tell, Evil Uno tells him after he leaves that, listen, guys, if this is something he has to do, we should give him his space and respect his decision. Uh, Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston had a match against Daniel Garcia and 2.0. 2.0 is the former Ever Rise over NXT. Um, this was a fun little six-man tag match, having all these guys in the ring together. There's a really funny picture of uh, of Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Sting all arm in arm, and Sting's throwing up the two sweet. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, and then we see backstage the elite are celebrating after their uh, defeat of Hangman Page in the Dark Order, um, which I saw this on I think on Facebook or Twitter a couple days ago, or today even. And if you notice closely in this segment, what all of these guys, or at least most of the guys in the elite are wearing, notice what Doc Gallows is wearing. Doc Gallows is wearing a robe. Who just got released recently who wears robes? Ric Flair. The Young Bucks are wearing Hawaiian shirts. Who used to wear Hawaiian shirts to the ring? Bray Wyatt. And Kenny Omega is wearing a Cookie Monster shirt. What's one of the names that Cookie Monster meant for a certain wrestler at one point? Or they joke about at the very least? Cookie Monster? CM? CM Punk? I don't know if they were trying to play this up. Uh, they possibly could have been. I mean, with all the CM Punk hints from the previous week in AEW, I wouldn't be surprised. But apparently, the Good Brothers are giving Carl uh, Anderson. Uh, sorry, the Good Brothers are giving Dark Order an Impact Tag Team Title shot next week on Dynamite. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Which I mean, I guess kind of undermines the uh, the stipulation of the previous week, but um. But okay, all right, well, sure, sure, why not, I guess. Uh, I'm down for it. I'm not sure if they're going to win, but I'd be down for it. Christian Cage beat the Blade, and this may put him in the number one contender spot for Kenny Omega's world title. Um, I don't know if this means that Cage is going to be the one facing uh, Omega all out. I doubt he will, but I feel like this whole thing is red herring with... Uh, <clears throat> With with Page not be having the match at all out, I read another report that apparently Page apparently isn't going to be at all out because his wife is due to have their first child soon. Uh, I don't know how true that is. I know his Hangman's wife is pregnant. 
I just don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think it's more of less just trying to drag it out and make that moment real sweeter when Hangman finally wins the world title and the po- with the possibility of da- Brian Danielson and CM Punk coming at that show, especially CM Punk. I don't think they're going to over- overshadow Punk uh, Page's victory for the world title. Uh, Miro had a really great match against Lee Johnson's retained the TNT title. Lee Johnson really grew up me on this match. He did a really, really great job, fantastic job. Um, so later on, Hangman Page had a uh, interview segment with Tony Schiavone, but the elite, uh, the elite in, uh, interrupted, and um, they come out. They berate Hangman, and um, you know. Matt gets in his Matt Jackson gets in his face. Kenny Omega gets in his face, and they just said, "Well, what? It seems like you want to jo- rejoin the Elite, Hangman." And Hangman's, "Yeah, that's the last thing I want to do." And he's like, "Well, it seems like there's a big difference that's happened in the Elite since you left. We're all winners. We all have championships. We have no no pl- uh, place in the Elite for losers. You're you're a lot like these people in this crowd." You're a try-harder. You're a try-hard. But you can never, ever really succeed. And at some point, Kenny, Hangman just had enough and headbutted Kenny Omega. But then the Elite just beat him down. Uh, you know, the Dark Order try and come out to help Hangman. But Evil Uno and Stu Racing stopped those who were trying to help him. You know, just say, look, respect his wishes. He doesn't want us to help. Uh, and then Frankie Kazarian tried getting involved, you know, being the Elite Hunter. Uh, but you know, Gallows and Anderson make made quick waste of him. I just, I mean, this is the honestly, this is the greatest story in pro wrestling right now. Is the Hangman Page and uh, the Hangman Page and and Kenny Omega, H- Hangman Page versus the Elite storyline. I mean, I really don't know how Hangman's gonna get his title shot back. I don't know if they're really gonna drag this out. I don't know if it's gonna be CM Punk versus Kenny Omega at all out. I don't know if it's gonna be Christian Cage. I I don't I don't know. But I want Hangman to beat Kenny Omega. I want him to beat Kenny Omega so bad. Like right now, Hangman Page is my favorite wrestler in AEW, and I just he's one of been one of my favorite wrestlers for a long time, and I I've known how good this guy is. You know, me and uh, and uh, a buddy of mine, Chris Reyes, uh, we went to a Ring of Honor show in 2017, and it was a Bullet Club versus uh, the Kingdom. God, I can't remember who their partner was. I can't remember who it was. But in the Hammerstein Ballroom, Hangman Page climbs up to like a middle balcony, does a moonsault from the top, and the guys catch him like... I- I've known how good Hangman Page is since his Ring of Honor days, and I've known how fucking amazing he is, and... I'm glad he's in this top program with the championship. I just don't know how he's going to get there to be the champion. So I trust AEW knows what they're doing. So in the end, I'm very hopeful that Paige will be the one to dethrone Kenny and he will be the one to win the championship at All Out, hopefully. So what else happened here? The the main event of the show was uh, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes and... God damn it. This this is how you make a star. This is how you tell your audience this guy is a big deal. Coming in with uh, this sick-looking mask, this amazing entrance. You know, they played up to the lights going on and off in his entrance in this whole thing. I mean, Malachi Black, dude, 
we all know how good he was in NXT. We all knew how good he was, Aleister Black. Malachi Black, I mean, he squashed Cody Rhodes in this match. He squashed him in under five minutes. I mean, the offense, he was working Cody's leg. He kicked Cody off the top turnbuckle, and Cody landed into the, the timekeeper's area table. He just barely makes the 10 count, and right as he gets up, Malachi hits a black mass, puts his foot on top of Cody's chest, one, two, three, Malachi Black is your winner. And I was just like, holy, holy shit, this is amazing. You know, a lot of people will say that Cody doesn't necessarily put anybody over, and he just he just kind of just, oh, he always wins all his matches. But in this instance, you could argue him winning all these matches, and when he puts over guys like Malachi Black and Brody Lee last year, it makes a big deal when when they win when his opponent wins these matches. After the match, um, he uh, Cody is kind of like delusional, and he he cuts a bit of a promo, babyface promo, kind of alluding to retirement. And you know he he referenced things how you know the EVPs of Kenny and him and, and the Bucks are arguing, but he's like, but I love those guys like brothers no matter what, and. You know, three years ago, people laughed at us, actually laughed at us that we couldn't start a revolution and look at us now. You know, AEW isn't uh, an alternative. We are the competition. And then Cody was starting to take his boot off to leave it in the ring. And there's the age old, age old uh, wrestling tradition of leaving your, your boots in the ring as retirement. And then Malachi Black comes in and hits him with a, with a crutch, which I fucking loved. I, I really don't know. I mean, I guess they had to write off, they had to write off Cody for the Go Big Show because he's going to be taking time off. But they really tease, they really teased Cody retiring. Cody's not going to retire. Cody is no way he's going to fucking retire anytime soon. So this was to put over Malachi Black, but I feel like Cody cutting this promo, it it, it kind of took away from Malachi Black's win. But I did appreciate in the end, Malachi Black comes back in and he just beats down Cody with the crutch and, you know, has to, I, I don't know, sell these. I don't fucking know where they're going with this. The fact of the matter is Malachi Black looked like an absolute star coming out of this match. And he is going to be a huge, huge player to come in AEW. I love Malachi Black, Tommy and Alistair Black, whatever you want to fucking call him. I love his attention to detail with his character. I love that he's still, even in AEW, when the whole eye thing, when Buddy Murphy took out his eye last year, he wore a contact lens to, to show that his eye is, you know, has deformed and he's he's had, you know, black makeup around his eye to again to to heighten his eye is still fucked up, so I, I love that. I love that the, the Malachi Black character still is an extension of the Alistair Black character, and he's not just going away, giving away that attention to detail. He's just not foregoing it. So that's why I'm just like, Malachi, Malachi Black is amazing in the ring, but he's also just so creative with his mind and, and where he goes. Like even he, Just listening to that Talk is Jericho interview he did earlier this week, uh, you know, how he has already written up stuff for him and Darby Allen to do. You know, he wants to work with Powerhouse Hobbs, Omega. You know, the list goes on and on. And he's, he's and then he's like, and Jericho asked him who he wants to work with. He's like, well, Chris. 
Uh, and they start laughing. He's like, he's like, he's like, but seriously, who in their right mind? I'm sitting here with you. Why wouldn't I want to work with you? You're Chris Jericho. So, I mean, that would be really cool. Chris Jericho versus Malachi Black. I am just over the moon and so happy for Malachi Black. Already he is, I, I was hoping for a squash. I really was. And I'm glad we got it. Did I like everything that happened? Not necessarily. I mean, the Cody promo was fine. It's just I really wish they just kind of really sold and did a whole beatdown thing, similar to Brody Lee. I mean, the Brody Lee one was by far leaps and bounds better. I mean, Cody and Brandy were both left laying, holding each other's hands unconscious as as Brody was holding the new the TNT championship. Him, he being the new TNT champion. So... I say that this match was uh, was great for what it was. Really getting over Malachi Black is a big deal. Um, I'm excited to see what happens next for him. And I'm excited to see what happens next for AEW. Um, that'll do it, guys, for this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Please be sure to be following us on Twitter at TNAWP, on Instagram at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Please be sure to be leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, whether it be Apple, uh, Spotify, Google Play, uh, wherever you can find us on your fine podcast apps. Uh, please be sure to recommend us to a friend, share us, like, you know, do all, subscribe to the podcast. It really helps with the numbers, really helps with us putting out this, well, me, really, uh, putting out this content for you all. I love doing it every single week, whether it be good stuff, bad stuff. This week was majority good stuff, but uh, but yeah, it was a really a lot, a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun being here. It's listening, well, talking, speaking. I'm just rambling on now. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast, and if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, my handle is cj underscore 1214 my instagram handle is cj underscore 1293 and please be sure to be listening to fan speculation my marvel star wars podcast where i do with me and my buddy Vinny carini every single week this past week we just reviewed the latest episode of bad batch the reaction to the venom 2 trailer scarlett johansson suing disney uh potential uh speculation as to when the spider-man no way home trailer could uh drop and more uh, thank you guys all so much for listening uh, to this episode of the Not in the Wrestling Podcast. I've been Cedric Palmasano, and I'll see you next time.